Hello, welcome to the well, another edition, my first one for a while, of the Bigfooty Tiger Cast. The prelim final is upon us, everybody. We're here again this time of year, which is exciting. Um, I think this is all due to the podcast's existence, to be honest, because we've got a pretty good strike rate. Uh, it's good to be back on board after a couple of weeks off. And given we've got the prelim final this Friday night, we thought we had to get a pretty big star-studded lineup in. We've gone with another three guests this time instead of the usual two. I may not say much tonight, so I'll just say hi to everybody now because I might get drowned out by the uh, the blokes who are joining me, but it'll all be some good fun. Our first guest is, uh, well, he's, he's almost a co-host for a long time there. Uh, Grokadoc, welcome to you, mate. Cheers, Michael. It's great to be on. Good to have you on after your, I suppose you, you almost didn't come on from what you were just telling me before with the asthma attack. Yeah, no, I ended up uh, getting to about 4.30 and ended up going uh, on a bit of a hike with my cousin uh, through the Yu Yangs and made it about halfway up and then, yeah, had a bit of a uh, small asthma attack. So it was a bit touch and go there for a while, but wouldn't miss this for the world. I'm glad to hear you're all right now. Um, pretty big week in football, prelim final week. Have you got any plans? Did you get tickets? Uh, I actually didn't get a ticket, no. Um, I, I actually had plans uh, for it anyway. It's sort of a friend's 21st and everything, and then um, obviously the game. So I was, sort, I was a bit pissed off that uh, he had to schedule it on the Friday. Couldn't have done it on Saturday night. But, yeah. yeah, I'll be, I'll be sit, sitting there on my phone or watching, making sure he's got the game up on the screen wherever he has his party. So just make sure you're we'll watching it. Just wear all your Richmond gear there. Don't worry about it. if it's formal attire or anything like that. Just wear whatever you want. Yeah, no, definitely going in the uh, the jersey. I actually did that. It was my sister's 21st. I think it was the game where we had to beat Sydney after our epic run of wins. And I, I just rocked up in Richmond gear, went there late. Well, I don't I don't care who's 21st it is. It's, uh, it's all about the Tigers. Our second yep. guest for tonight, he hasn't been on for a while, but I'm glad he's back on. Because hopefully he's got a few uh, good things to add tonight with his famous thread from last year. Captain Blood 17 welcome to the show, mate. Thanks, guys, but I'm, I'm a little flat. I'm a little flat. A little flat? Why is that? Uh, look, Dustin Martin, his leg's hanging on by a thread, and um, it's a bit upsetting, you know. Kingy broke the story. You know, it's just upsetting. Dusty's gone. If you're calling the supporters listening in, he's no good. He won't be there Friday night. You've got us. Yeah, I've heard that they're pretty much going to bring in Corey Ellis as a direct replacement for, for Dusty. So. <laughs> Dude, I was going to write to you, you just started lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, our final guest, who hopefully he lets a few of the rest of us speak, because he's usually uh, he usually got the floor to himself, but he's got to share it this time, so we'll see how he goes. And he has to not swear, which is the biggest challenge. Tiger71, welcome to your first weekly episode. Hey, day, guys. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, no, the news about Dusty, mate, it's shocking. He's got meninja cockle and, and a side case of herpes. So yeah, he's... Um, He'd be out, I would I, think. I thought you said mini cockle then. I thought, oh, he's taken after you. <laughs> yeah, mini cockle. <laughs> I swear, if you don't want me to, stay, want me to stop swearing, we'll keep bet, the micro jokes to a minimum. <laughs> so I better not, not bait you into doing that. <laughs> That'd be awfully... Yeah. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey Tig71, Tig71, I yep. heard he had a case of carbuncles as well. Yes, yes, no, that's true. No, that's true, mate. Yeah, uh, but no, thanks for having me. Um, and thanks for introducing me to the world of Twitter. I tell you, and I'm sorry, Mick, there are some fucking idiots on Twitter. Right now. We've but gone no, three minutes, good. three minutes forty before the first <laughs> F bomb was dropped. Let's I apologise. That was. We should have taken monster. a poll to see who. We should have taken a poll to see how long it would take for the first one to drop. Uh, I reckon people <laughs> would have gone earlier than that. I'll be no, clean. Yeah, I'll be clean. No, you're doing we well. We should have maybe given him a quota. Yeah, we should have. Yeah. <laughs> 
the uh, the Twitter world's interesting. Um, I was a little bit jealous watching your Twitter, if I'm being honest, Tiger Seventy One, because it's taken me almost two years to get up to seven hundred followers, just like pumping the account out massively. It took you no more than two days to get to four hundred. Yeah, well, look, um, yeah, it surprised me too. Like, I really sort of don't. Um, um, now that you put it in that context, it's um, yeah, no. Nah, look, I'm rat. Like, I'm going to start using it more, but my loyalty is to the podcast and to the boards first and foremost. Um, um, all the guys on the Twitter, I haven't really. I think I've said that. Yeah. So, but in a way, I'm sort of tossed up. Do I? Do I release – I might do 50-50. I might release um, – I'll let the podcast know before anyone else, but um, I'll do 50-50. Um, let something on the Twitter first out and some on the on the boards first up. But, um, yeah, no, I like it. Very good. All right, well, we'll get stuck into it. We'll firstly talk about the qualifying final against the Hawks. I know it seems like a long time ago now, but Richmond 13-17-95 defeated Hawthorne 9-10-64 by 31 points. Uh, I mean, it felt like we were in control for pretty much most of the game, I thought. Uh, I'll start with you, Grok. What did you think of that game? Uh, To be honest, I actually missed the first half of the game. Um, I ended up getting a little bit busy and got distracted. Um, So I ended up missing the first half. It was just sort of catching up on uh, comments through a group, um, a family group chat on Facebook Messenger. Um, but from from the little bit that I saw after the second half, it, it it just seemed like it was another one of those regulation wins where we sort of grind them out for the first half and then really just bust the game open in, in the second half. Obviously, um, Dusty started is starting to hit some form. He, he was really good. Dylan Grimes did a really really good job on um, Jack Dunstan and Luke Bruce, um, and obviously Camden McIntosh had probably one of the, the better games he's played in the yellow and black. So all up, I, I thought it was really just another sort of regulation that's sort of been through uh, the last 18 months. Yeah, the, the came to McIntosh, he's sort of just come out of nowhere. I mean, we, we've always known he's a, a solid foot soldier, I guess you'd call him, but to pop up and kick three goals was pretty amazing. Uh, Captain Blood, what did you think of the game against the Hawks? You know something? I'm turning into one of those supporters. And I know guys like me and Wang, we are driving 30 years of pain, berserk, morrow. We're killing them with their positivity. And honestly, went to that game all week, not stressed. And just it's amazing to sit there for a whole game and not be stressed just knowing you've got a team. You know, we were never going to lose that game. And it was um, it was phenomenal. Um, all the talk about the Richmond pressure, right? we knew what we were going to serve up. It's what we've done all year. And we just crushed them. I think the Hawks, in reality, the Hawks put up, what, 40, 40, 45 minutes of resistance? And then we broke them towards the end of the second quarter, and then the third quarter was just party time. We absolutely smashed them. uh, So there was no element of doubt at all um, leading up, obviously, our month prior to that. We weren't at our peak of anywhere near it, really. You weren't sort of worried at all that maybe we've fallen to a bit of a trough and we're going to stay that way? You always sort of thought we were going to turn it on? No, you know what? We, We can't have prepared any better. We, you look at those games where they're they trying to analyze their results, but we were resting blokes. Like they weren't injured. Dan Kerbis wasn't injured. We, we rested as many blokes as we could, and um, we, we hit that first final all guns blazing. And um, that passage of play in, in um, was it in the second quarter when the ball didn't move off our half forward line for about five minutes, and it was just bodies cannoning in. That was some of the best footy I've seen us play for years. That was just unreal how hard we went in and attacked that um, contest. It was great. 
And Tiger 71, the, the big story for me from that game was even though he kicked 13 goals, Jack Rewalt didn't kick one. How did you see his performance given he didn't kick a goal or he didn't really need to kick a goal? Yeah, he played the perfect um, decoy, decoy um, role, um, which was good to see. He basically led to spaces so our um, caddy could lead up um, and our other forwards can um, get the ball. And when he didn't do that, he just um, brought the ball to ground. And then you've got your McIntosh and your Rioli's fed off him. No, he had a superb game. But the two biggest things that made me smile, look, and I'm 46, so I'm same age as CB17. So, like, now I finally believe. So I was, like, the Collingwood game, I am fully believe I'm going to win it. Can't see how we'll lose it. But um, two things I took out of the Hawthorne game. Did you notice Prestia kicked over 50 metres when he kicked yeah. that goal? Off one step. He hasn't done that for three years. So that's telling me that he's, um, the management that we've put into him is starting to pay dividends. So that was huge. Um, and the second part that I like, and he's getting undersold, not many people are talking about, is Jack Higgins' ability in the midfield as a defensive midfielder. He's, um, he's fantastic. He creates a little bit of chaos every time he... Um, goes near a contest and, and his ability to – and it was highlighted when um, Jack did a leap, um, when I did a hanger over his back. When Jack hit the ground, Higgins already – his eyes were set on where the, the spilled ball was and he took off. Um, his presence of where the football always is, is is the credit to him. Now, we've got an absolute jet. The, the other highlight for me was Higgins. Sorry, it was, um, I think it was the last quarter. Hawthorne was just sort of stuffing around with the ball in the back line, and he read the handball that was going to the opposition player oh, perfectly, yeah, yeah. cut it off, was unlucky not to have scored a goal from it, but his footy IQ is through the roof. Uh, it's great. He's like a mini mini Jack Rewalt, really. He's, he's, we've got, you can tell the players that are footy smart. Um, they just jump. They just, you just can see them, and he's one of them. He just knows how to re, um, read the play. He knows where the ball's going to go. No, he's brilliant. He's, I was going to say, in traffic, he's, his maturity already in traffic is unreal, isn't it? Like yeah, he just great. He knows where to go and he knows where to put the ball. It's, it's incredible. No, he's good. He's going to tidy up. He'll get, as his body gets bigger, he'll get more space and he'll be stronger in how he um, places the ball when he's getting pressured himself. At the moment, he sprays it a bit and he kicks it too high. But young kids do that. Baker did it. But, yeah, he's an elite talent. Absolutely. And he's got an engine on him. He can run as much as pressure you can, apparently. So, no, he's a good kid. I was going to name confidence. drop. You can see his confidence just getting better and better. You know, he's getting a lot more confident each and every game he plays. He's starting to back himself a lot more, too, which is going to really help us in the next sort of three or four years. He's going to be an absolute jet. Yep. I agree. Oh, I was going to name drop. I was, I was talking to Burton about um, oh, here we Higgins. About six, six, eight weeks ago, and it was funny. The, the one conversation we had about him was, um, it's a question of his ceiling, like because he's come, he's fairly, he's a fairly mature body, and all that type of thing. We, we just don't know the debate. The only thing I've got on him is, is what's his ceiling? Is, is he a yeah. man child or is he where's he? Yeah. That's the only we've got. Yeah, Burden's fixated on that. Um, he's he, he frustrates me. Look, perfect example is Dustin Martin. I think he was on record saying we just got to sell a man child. Child who's a fat plotter um, in his second year uh, won't get any better. Now look what's happened. Um, look, he, from looking at Higgins, you know he reminds me of. He hasn't got the hands of Broderick, but he reminds me of Broderick. Um, he's got that brain yeah. where he's got that space. He creates his own space, and he's only in his first year. Like. He plays like he's been playing for three years, four years. Um, yeah, that, that to me shows his ceiling. If he's already like a four-year player, playing against men, he's undersized. Um, if, you ser- if, if people don't seriously think he can't put on weight and size, um, 
they get himself. No, I think he's got a huge ceiling. He's just got to fix his set shots for goal because they are disgraceful, yeah. to be brutally honest. He just rushes himself. <laughs> yeah. But if he fixes that, he, he could turn himself into a, a more rounded player. But for his first final, I thought he was pretty good. No, he's great. All right, and, we'll... and CB17, mate, I love you, man, but fix that chair. People are going to think Michael's his breaking wing. It's <laughs> <laughs> no good, is it? Yeah, great, mind, man. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stretch the back out. <laughs> Uh, the first topic for discussion, it's, it's a, it's a Captain Blood 17 special. Um, I'm sure you guys remember the thread that famously won Captain Blood's uh, thread of the year about the no ticket for you. Uh, I know you yep. may not have had a, a bit of time to come up with some any more names to add to that list, CB, but have any of you guys got any names you want to add to that list before I have a crack at three? I think the three you sort of suggested are pretty much pretty much um, where it's at, isn't it? I mean, I mean, uh, Brownie's tried to get on board recently, you know, bagging out the pies, but we've made that very clear. The, 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 tr- the carriage is shut for him. He's on the outside. He's never going to be on the inside. Um, but you, you go. You go, Big Tom. Oh, the, the, th- the three I've got Actually, there. I've got one before oh, you go do, because they're not your three names yet. Adam Trelaw, no ticket for you, son. <laughs> no ticket for you. You, oh, God, he sh- oh, I was going to swear then I won't. He's come out again. Right, <laughs> the double hamstring freaking meatheads come out again and basically said he would still choose the pies over the Tigers. Now, Trelaw, Trelaw, Trelaw. I know you, you grew up in a challenging upbringing. You were sleeping in the hallways. I get it, right? I get your, your seven, eight brothers and sisters, all with different fathers, might have hit you across the head <laughs> many times. Oh, the frogs, the they're coming. So, you know, you're a little bit dazed and you're not the brightest frog on the planet, but... Let me get you straight. If you knew which was going to win the flag, you're a mercenary and you're a flipper, mate. You flipped. You flipped when you told the club and you sent texts to the players that you're coming to the club and then you backdoored that. Why? Because you were deceptive. And I know for a fact you would have joined, you would have loved being a premiership player, mate, because you ain't going to be a premiership player this year and you've got the hamstrings now of an 80-year-old frog. So I hope you enjoy tomorrow night, mate, or Friday night. I hope you enjoy it, mate. That's all I want to say. I could go on for 15 minutes, but I won't. No, that oh, guy, no ticket for you, Trelaw. No ticket. Just to add to the Trelaw thing, we'll probably talk about this when we talk about the preliminary final game, but I've got no doubt that Trent Cotrin is going to bury Trelaw within 30 seconds of the first bounce and will probably carry on for four quarters. Anyway, oh, he won't need Trelaw can't run. Did you see his last quarter? Like, watch it. People go, oh, his last quarter was so great. Um, I don't know what was wrong with GWS. They were so slow. Even... Their midfielders with speed and power like Shill and Ward played this slow-paced uh, game. So Trelaw's gonna, now going to have to compete against midfielders that can run all day at top velocity. I, mate, I just can't wait to hear the twang-twang because that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a good game. <laughs> all right. Uh, so so the, the three people I want to add to your no-ticket-for-you version 2.0 Dennis Pagan, for his comments that it would have been better for Richmond to lose the qualifying final than to keep the winning streak going. What a ridiculous comment. Even if you don't want to try and get a ticket onto the Tiger train, just heads up in advance, no ticket for you. You can't pull that bullshit and tell us that we're better off losing a qualifying final. That's just ridiculous. He's uh, got Alzheimer's. Yeah, crazy. The second one is Grocodox mate, Chris Scott. Just for being Chris Scott. Um, yeah, there's not much more that needs to be said about that. Just his arrogance... 
about the luck we needed to go all the way and this, that, and the other. Yeah, we might not go all the way, but at least we're into the prelim finals and Geelong are on Wacky Wednesday, whatever the hell they do now. I mean, you know what? obviously got... Geelong needed a lot to go. For... Obviously Geelong needed a lot to go right for them to win a final. Yes, uh, no, they... and... they've won what four since 2011? Their 2011 yeah. flag. You four know out what? of 30 um... or something. It's ridiculous. Chris Scott is medical proof that men can have a vagina. Now that's no disrespect to any females oh. that are listening. No, it's true. CB17, let me finish. Let me finish. People come on too stopping. early. Let me finish. Brother, let me finish. I love women. Now, females, you're smart, intelligent, and as men, so let me get out there. So, but just before you, remember, you go on, I hope everyone's enjoying the last version of the Tiger cast. Carry on. Yeah, <laughs> but, but ladies even will agree with me, right? You know the 1942-year-old grandmother called Narelle living in Frankston? Her vagina. He has that vagina, Right. He's a bloke that can never admit he's wrong. He's a bloke that can never say, you did, you beat us when you were a better side. He cannot admit it. Um, and, yeah, I just can't stand the bloke. Him or his brother, really. His brother's an, another flip of a coin. But, yeah, Chris Scott, you know. Yeah, no ticket for him. Next time you play, nah, yeah. he needs a tampon. That's what he needs. Uh, the, the Chris, they, call it, they call it a man pond, mate. A man, a man pond, <laughs> that's right. That's like... <laughs> Chris Scott's uh, just the perfect... Of the Geelong Football Club and its supporters, oh. I mean, but they couldn't have gotten a more perfect fit as a head coach than Chris Scott. Yeah, seriously, who, who looks who looks at the Geelong list and says it needs more Dialhouse and Gary Rowan? <laughs> like Christ, well, I know they've got a meth problem in Geelong, but that confirms yeah. it. And you know what it is? You know what it is? It all comes down to the shanty town complex, right? They're shanty town, right? Let's be honest. Like, who goes to Geelong? I wouldn't go to Geelong to have a shit, right, to be honest. But really, look, Geelong is Richmond in the early 80s, right? And we're going, what the fuck's going on with our club? We used to be, you know, beat everyone and it was, you know, we're Richmond, fuck the rest, you know, and Richardson was our president before he went insane. You know, we couldn't adjust for that five, six-year period. We couldn't adjust. Geelong, though, has been in that period for 25 years, right? They think they're good, and they're not that good. That's why I want us to go back to black, back to back this year. Because if we do, that's something Geelong's super team could never do. And I'm going to get banned from the board. You wait. The second we get that win, I'm on their board, shoving that down their throats. You just remember, too. When I was watching the Geelong uh, elimination final, I was watching that with a group of Geelong supporting relatives, and uh, I ended up laughing at the end of it. And uh, I was saying, I just can't wait for us to go back to back because that will just cement us as a better team than Geelong from 07 to 11 because we, we would have done something that you guys couldn't do. And they got so salty. Like, one yeah. of them started throwing cans around the living room. It was just like... <laughs> They are so easy to bait. They are so easy to bait and rile up. So and just remember, guys, supporters. if there's anybody out there in tourism, I've got a slogan for you about Geelong. Geelong, it's Maui by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, getting I, I back on to... I'm the only good thing that's come out of Geelong, let's be honest. Oh, debatable. <laughs> debatable but, yeah, but you're okay. from the Turak part of Geelong. Yeah, but, and also, guys, all the listeners, just understand that Michael Michael's fully endorses everything we're saying in this podcast. <laughs> so any hate or any direct yeah. tweets, directly to Michael's. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for that, guys. Oh, I'm just reading off Michael's script. <laughs> Me too, really. I'm, I'm really a puppet. 
<laughs> All right, before I get really fun of the bus even more, the, the, the last one for the no ticket for you is our old mate David King, who for pretty much the entirety of 2018 has gone to his little fox footy war room and talked about how he's got the key to break down Richmond and disclosing all these secrets and it hasn't worked once so he keeps gloating he's going to find the secret uh, which hasn't worked so if he does want to try and jump back on board david king no ticket for you david king david king if you were such a shit hot footy analyst how come we were so shit epically shit while you're an assistant coach at richmond what has changed seriously exactly no exactly i don't mind david like you know you always got to give the um you know the short, fat dudes, you know, a, a chance in life. And, um, you know, I, I, I've given him a bit of um, rope. Oh, my God, he's hacking himself every game. Is, has there been a team? Can you guys recall a side like the Tigers and in, um, spoken about how they can be beaten and then proceed to win every game that we're supposed to be losing? Um, it is just – it boggles the mind. He's an interesting character. And yep. someone someone actually sent through – one of our big footy posters sent through a story – that they saw, who was they saw David King down at a local coffee shop in Sydney, and David King ordered a half a dozen coffees on the company credit card, and it bounced. And instead of paying personally, <laughs> he walked away, walked out with the coffees, and the staff were pissed off. So he's a shit bloke to go with it. Yeah, that's the we call it the Boom Harvey factor. <laughs> boom yeah. Harvey factor. I mean, oh, the biggest thing, the biggest thing with David King is. 17 other clubs know what they have to do to beat us. It's not hard. You either need to retain possession or you need quick ball movement through the middle of the ground. But the thing is, clubs know what they have to do. They just cannot do it. So it's it's all well and good having the, the keys to beating Richmond. Every club knows what they have to do. It's just we don't let them do it. All right, we'll push on to the next topic. This one's uh, we can have a discussion if we want, but I just want to give a shout out to the club uh, for returning the Fable Singers version of our theme song as of the qualifying final with the correct words dubbed over it. I know for a long time there's a lot of supporters um, up in arms about the new version. I didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it. So for the club to revert back to it, it sounded fantastic, and it was great to hear the original song back. Yeah, I agree. No, it was smart. They should have done it at the start. I don't know why. You know, I get they wanted to get Richo and KB involved, but, you know, winning flags gets them involved. You know, keep the song as it is. Dub it over. Perfect, perfect decision. Yeah, great result all around. Uh, next topic, we've got the Brownlow medal coming up very shortly. Obviously, Dusty won it last year. Had, to his standards, a slowish start to the year, but he's really come home strong. Tom Mitchell's the obvious favourite, much to my disgust, because I don't think he's a damaging footballer at all, but that's a whole different segment. Um, he's a crab. Is, crab. Is Dusty any kind of chance? I know we're probably all going to have that element of bias about it, but could he could he like snag it right at the end? Nah. Nah. I'm, honestly, I'm on all aboard the Gorn train. I want the people's beard to win it, because I think he would do a pisser of a speech. And I could actually, I could actually live with Max Gorn taking out the brown light. If it's not going to be one of our blokes, give it to Gorny. See, I'm, I'm the counter view to that, buddy. Um, the Google ads just burnt me off, Brown. You know, I'm gone. I'm sorry. When it, you know, the Google ads. Every time I see it, and he's watching that flick, eating popcorn. Uh, no, it's not for me. But look at Dusty. He's one. Um, he's my smoke. And the only reason why is because how even our side has been all year. Yeah. We have a lot of games that um, we have our guns, like Kotcher and Prestia and the like, getting, you know, very low 20, 20s in the possession. And Dusty always does, has that two, three minutes or five minutes 
where he sparkles, and that's what the umpires see. So I can really see the umpires, even when we as Richmond supporters eyes a little bit down, I can still see an umpire going, you know what, yeah, give him two votes, give him three yeah. votes, or give him a vote, and get that more often than anyone else in our side. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for me. I reckon he probably can win it, um, as as you said. Um, we don't really have many players capable of taking votes off him, and you know we we won eighteen games, you know, in the home and away season. So it's like when you think about it, you know, even if Dusty has a down game, he's still likely to get one or two votes in in those games anyway. So. I think he probably is a chance is really a chance to win it, and I, I'm probably a little bit biased because I did end up chucking fifty bucks on Dusty the day after the last <laughs> uh, last year's Brownlow at seven dollars fifty. So, oh, not bad. I thought that was that was I thought that was decent odds, so I sort of got the, that that going for me as well. The, the other smoky I reckon could be, and it pains me to say it, but there's just no one to take votes off this guy, and he's had a cracking year. Is Patrick Cripps? Well, I thought you were going to say side bottom. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Colton yeah I don't think Colton won enough games for him to to win the yeah. battle. I mean they they only won the two games exactly he had some big that's, numbers he had some big yeah. numbers in, in in a real shit team he was their only shining light my yeah, smoky for the my smoky is uh, Sean Higgins I reckon Higgins yeah, doesn't, yeah. doesn't have many and they won a decent amount of games so Higgins for me to probably play see the uh, you know top three and that's probably a real real shot at happening well snake snake baker if you're listening block your ears all right snake calm down but let's face it cunnington's a b-grade b-grade footballer i think it, <laughs> i think you've been too yeah. kind on b-grade and, <laughs> jesus and, and zevil was so shithouse they had to put him into the forward line right oh, they're gonna, so good yeah uh, listen, Keith Cunnington, mate, he's he's a miles. Um, let's be honest, their, their club's just too stupid to not realise it. You know, they've got, yeah, no, they've got problems with Melbourne, and that's for you, Snake Baker, mate. That's for you, matey. What a flog that poster is. <laughs> um, well, Snake, you're, you're, you're okay uh, by me, Snake. You and Groin oh. Guru, I don't mind just... Have you seen some of his tweets? He's a homophobe. <laughs> that's crazy. Old, old Tempo's uh, next level, mate. <laughs> Oh, just on well, a... yeah, look, they're, they're skills he would alert in prison, so yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> just, on, his poo hole. Just, just on Dustin Martin before, this gets really into a yep. bad place. Um, obviously, yep. the the news come out with his injury, and our mate King, who's not getting a ticket, uh, reported that he reckons it's a knee injury, according to his insider, that's a bit worse than the club's leading on, but Neil Barm's come out and said... He's completing all the required training. He's definitely going to play, but we all know that Neil Barm's the king of spinning bullshit. Uh, now, Tiger 71, yep. you've been the man who's probably had yep. the best contacts that sort of, well, I don't know of any yep. way with the dusty stuff. Yep. What Do you have a latest update? Is he going to play? Is it really bad? What's the go? Yeah, 100%. This is coming from, and I'm happy to say it on, on the podcast, um, this is from a, uh, an ex-player, not at the club, but obviously friends, um, who told me categorically about three hours ago, four hours ago. Um, he's, it's, he's, it's, it's just above the knee. He's got a cork. He's been playing with it. It's, it's like a... How can I say this the right way? Are people going to... It is a sore knee, but it's got nothing really to do with the knee. It's above the knee. So um, it's not so structurally the it, knee. No, no, no. Structurally and all that, he's fine. It's, it's not a meniscus. It's not, you know, freaking everything else that's been banded about. It's it's a cork, slight cork. He's played with it. Um, he's played with it for about three weeks now, and it has been dry. It, it hasn't been like a how cork. It's just it's it's been drained and it's getting better, but it's been sore. Um, it just and it just aches. It's got nothing to do with his um 
you'll see on Wednesday when he has his session, he'll go back to a full-blown session. They're just managing the guy. He's, you've got to understand, every game he plays, he gets double-tagged, um, you know, triple-tagged. Um, you know, people follow him around in the forward line, in the midfield, and in the back line. So he's just um, – and he's worked his ass off. So, yeah, he's just a little bit sore. It's got nothing to worry about. He's 100% playing um, on Friday, from what I know as from three, four hours ago. Very good. Yeah, and I trust you, I got to, it from. Yeah, that's similar to what I heard. Um, I heard about three thirty, four o'clock today that um, Dusty, it was a cork sort of in the lower sort of yeah. frontal quad area just above the knee. Yeah, um, you know, the very, very low area. Uh, what, what wasn't a knee strain or anything like Kingy was hinting? It was just a, a cork I think he picked up in the, the Bulldogs game that they were saying. And yeah, he's, he'll, he'll be perfectly fine for Friday night. Do you reckon next year we should start up a thread of just we just call it David King predictions or quotes, and King, we can just put in there every week we just we just add to it every fucking well oh, pardon me every week. <laughs> Go <laughs> CB, <laughs> bravo brother, bravo. Represent man, you cross the old I, fuck. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, put, I'm putting that one under the um under the TIG seventy one ledger. I'm going to move that one across. Um, but but. Yeah, you know I mean, like, can we can we maybe start up a thread, and then we can just relive his quotes when we go where we three peak with Tom Lynch kicking eighty goals for the year, and just have a good old laugh at his expense. Maybe we should do that. I think That's we should. Like Dermy, remember that we had a thread for Dermy? Didn't we have a thread, or was it on the main board? I'm not sure, but it was a thread about Dermy and his quotes. So similar thing. Yeah, just get David King, oh, and add in any um like Eddie Maguire. God, that guy says some weird shit. Um, and other <laughs> um, personalities. That'd be actually a good well, idea. You should start one, man. He's, he's actually a racist, Eddie. Um, anyway. yeah. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he is. I grew up in Meadows, and I actually know a few stories about Eddie um, and how he loves... No, but I better not say it. Yeah. Not say it. Oh, God. We'll get sued, yeah. don't say it. Don't say it. Just, yeah. just, just for the record, guys, if you want to get around my thread on Bay 13, which I just did before I got on here, called, if you haven't beaten a team for in finals for 81 years, you're clearly a bitch. That's on Bay 13, <laughs> if you want to just get on board that one. Oh, i got to post on more, that <laughs> And Morgan Ashley's uh, already on it. <laughs> oh, very good. Now, Morg, she's good value, Morgs. She's great. Okay, we'll move on to the next topic, which is pretty much what 99% of the listeners are wanting to hear because that's pretty much most of the ah. questions I was getting. Uh, Tiger71 with some uh, a, a little brief segment on Trade Talk updates. Obviously, you brought yep. us the news about Tom Lynch August last year, and you've maintained it all the way through, and here we are today yep. with... He's all but signed. Is that still the case? I mean, there's been a few whispers yeah. around that Hawthorne is still having a crack this, that, and the other, but is it still done in your mind? No, it's all done. It's all done. He's, he's ours. Um, unless the AFL somehow gets involved, which won't happen, um, yeah, he's ours. Um, 100% ours. Um, I mentioned, just to backtrack, I've gone through my notes before getting on. Remember, um, I think it was about six months ago, I mentioned about we needing a big body bid and, and a ruck, yep. and then I mentioned that we um, are looking at Bruce. Um, at that stage, there was no uh, mention of he was going to be traded or anything. Well, obviously now people are saying he's nominated Melbourne and he needs to get out. Um, where I've seen from that, we've called on Bruce. Um, we still have identified we need ruck support. Um, I, it's funny, this time, this time of year, it's my best time. I love it because after the grand final, that week after the grand final, um, Generally, the first week, the first 10 days of October is where all the news start coming in. It gets a lot more concrete. But from where I understand is Wallace is still in the picture, though it's probably doubtful now. But he hasn't committed to his club yet. Um, so, you know, where, where he hasn't committed, there's still a bit of hope. Um, we have put in a bit of a pitch. We can't pay what he can get at rival clubs. 
So if we get um, get him across, which I actually think he would add value. How it was sold to me is he's actually a really good contested kick. What I mean by that is, and how I got explained because my mate works for another club, he said there's two ways of effective disposal. There's one under pressure and the one's without pressure, right? The hardest the hardest mids, um, well, the mids worth the weight in gold, um, uh, kick disposal by foot when they're getting tackled, he actually rates elite. Um, and I didn't realise that. Um, but he's very good when he's under extreme pressure, getting the ball either by hand or by foot to a target or into space. And that just fits our game plan um, because we just want meterage and that's all we want. So, And he's a big boy. He can get your football. Um, he's got more pace than Miles. And it'll protect Higgins um, doing – see, the thing is, with this big model mid, if we don't get Wallace or that tight – there's a few other names, and I can't – I'd love – swear to God, I'd love to come out with them now, but I can't because I have one, like I've always told you, Michaels, and, and, and CB17 knows too. Um, if I come out too early with something that, that I know no one else has got and I think it might harm the club, I won't say it, right, until I get the okay. So there's one other target. It's not a big name, but it's a good get if we can get it across the line, which um, – Look, let's be honest, our salary cap is tight now. We've got um, Fremantle, the noise about Fremantle and Conquer, which is always there. From what I got told um, today before this podcast, Conquer will re-sign with the club. Okay. That will happen. Um, yeah, the, from all impressions we've got, he wants to stay with the club. What The problem why we haven't done the deal is because of how tight we are, waiting for another uh, another player coming to the club. We're, we're sort of pressuring we need an answer, yes or no, and that will probably happen the first week. Oh, end of this, uh, probably next week sometime. Um, like I knew about short, so probably similar timeline to short, about two, three, two weeks. So I'd say probably this time next week, or sorry, Thursday next week, we'll know if, if Conk hasn't really signed by then, then I'll start to worry. Um, uh, if he has signed by then, then we know what's exactly what's happening with this mid that I'm referring to. Um, and then I can, I'll go public with it and see what happens. But um, yeah, I'm just waiting for the Conquer Domino to fall. Um, yeah, but from our impression is that he wants to sign, but he doesn't want biscuits. Um, from what I heard, very similar to what he's on at the moment, so he's happy to get a slight increase, um, but not. He wants multiple years, which is three. With his injuries, we want two. Um, but yeah, Conquer, we might be able to get Conquer over the line, um, but we'll see what happens there. Um, if not, we've got another bow to play. Um, by trading him out. Oh, well, he's a he's a free agent, but um, we can, and we won't, we'll get nothing for him, but I'm sure we can do something, maybe. But, yeah, Corey Ellis, um, I thought it was Essendon bound. Um, I mentioned a couple of months ago to a few people I knew what happened to Corey, um, that he was going. He's now definitely going. Um, but, yeah, the Suns. If you remember a while back um, that I mentioned that with Lynch trade, we'll see if we can do in a secondary trade. Yeah, with a few of our bit players. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's like a token um, trade to help them out. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see. I'm starting to hear a bit more news. And Corey Ellis, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets mixed up in it. Um, he'll get proven game time. He has a bit more currency than Miles um, and um, Lloyd. Miles is definitely will go on Gold Coast. Um, they're they're not they're keen, but they're not keen. They know he's what he can do for them, but they're not convinced he can do it related to the AFL. They are super keen on Lloyd. I know Geelong are super keen on Lloyd as well, uh, like heavily keen on him. Um, I've heard the Blues other... got a two-year two year deal on table for Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, I thought that too, mate. I heard that I heard that as well, but I'm not, I'm not sure if he's turned them down. Um, but he, um, I know Gold Coast Suns have put in a really good offer for him for three years. 
What about the Which dogs? Is, yeah, dogs. Um, it all comes down to now that they've lost Dalhouse. If we can get Wallace, I don't know about Lloyd to the dogs. Um, I heard I've heard the link mentioned, but I'm really hearing solid reports, um, really strong that um, Gold Coast is um, seeing what we can do about Lloyd to um, to them with like a Corey Ellis. We bundle the both of them up, and we yeah. might be able to get a decent yeah. pick out of out of it um, as a thank you. Um, so yeah, what I mean by that is we give them a pick in the in the third round. I don't know what picks we've got, but let's say we give them a third round pick and both of those players. Yeah, admittedly, Lloyd, we wouldn't have got much, um, and Alice, well, we're not going to get much for, um, you know, and they lift us to like a second round, a high second round pick, or a future yeah. second round pick in the higher range. Um, we might yeah. do that just to make sure we get back in the second round. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, the dogs look cool on Sam Lloyd. Um, from what I hear, they've shifted their attention to Tyson Stengel. They believe that Stengel's probably the one that we'd be uh, willing to let go of the other three. Um, obviously, Bulldogs have been told that Lloyd's not uh, really interested in going there now. Obviously, with the offers from Geelong and Gold Coast, um, he, he'd much prefer those than, than the Bulldogs. Um, so, yeah, they've turned their attention to Tyson Stengel. You think you you find yep, sorry, Sebby. Does anyone find it deeply ironic that Geelong trade out Motlop and now they're trying to get a, a B-grade version of Motlop into the club again? Yeah, they just they they know they've got um, if they go down the ladder, um, they're they're afraid to go repeat their seventy and eighties form. Um, yeah, their, their president or CEO has already admitted it that their um, supporters won't fight the long fight, um, and they're financially in that sort of trouble with it. I think, but yeah, thank you for mentioning Stengel. Um, I heard a bit of news today which sort of fit it fit the puzzle. Just sort of give it. Sorry, guys. I know I, I do this because I sort of think what I can't say and what I can say on the fly makes me pause. But I've got like a little bit of a map, right? And and when I hear little bits of things, they're like a puzzle, right? And things flit in, um, slide in right into it. Now, from what I've heard in relation to Stengel, is originally he was gone, um, and then I was surprised Port Adelaide wasn't the club that was showing really too super keen interest. Then I heard rumours they started getting a bit more solid than rumours about three months ago that. Port Adelaide was pretty keen on Stengel. And I thought, yeah, okay, but Stengel's going to go because there's no other option. I, I do know we're sort of – if we can't get this mid that we want, what I've got a feeling is the club thinks Higgins can be that mid. Um, we'd love to add another one. We've got other kids that we need to show progression to. So we might put – Stengel might replace that big model mid in our rotation. And then we've got Oleg, which will um, graduate into um, the halfback flank, well. you know, yeah, they can play that burst in the midfield because um, he is a bigger body. You know, get him in as an outside winger. Um, try to see if McIntosh can get into that gu- into the guts. That's, but so we've got options. So with that story, we've sort of gone a stingle. There is going to position for a reserve. Um, you know, still stay with us because there might be positionings opening up for you. Um, but with what's happening with Wingard, which from what I'm hearing. Bulldogs might be insane enough to throw the kitchen sink at him to get him. Yeah, that, the offer that I've seen for Wingard yeah. from the Dogs is massive. 850000 over six yeah. years. That's oh, what I was afraid of. That's baby. what I was afraid of, yeah. It's like as nearly as bad as North for Polek at seven fifty. Let's get that in comparison. Huh? <laughs> nothing is, nothing <laughs> is as bad as that. Not even, not even Vickery for 500 no, grand no. is bad as that. I choose you. I'll make it even sound worse, right? 
Now, I was the first one that said, we're not going to be paying a million a year for Tom. Everyone called me a bloody dickhead, right? Oh, the frogs were out in force, you know. No way, 1.2, da-da-da. I can tell yeah. you categorically, as of, as now, I staked my massive penis on it, right, to prove all the lies that a micro penis is, is all bullshit. I staked my word on this. Dusty is not on 1.2, right? No. Thank God for Puma, but Dusty's not on 1.2, right? From what I've been told, um, which I'll happily divulge here, and I'm really, really confident on it, it's around about 900K-ish if you add some of his um, clauses. That's what he'll get. It averages out to around about 900K a year, right, for the length of his contract. Yes, he's got some additional income coming via the Puma, which has been signed off by the AFL, so thank God, Puma. That's why I wear Puma boxer shorts. They're good for the big guy. Just put the advertising free there. Um, but let's put this in context, right? Lynch, I was, I said 750, 800K. That's what I was hearing very early on. Um, he can earn as high as 850. The reality is he will be budget. I reckon he's going to be on about 750, 800. Now, people are telling me, ah, it's 1.2. It's not happening. People go, no, no, well, they can't believe 1.2. They've been proven now he's not going to get 1.2. Well, it must be close to a mil. No, no, sorry, it's not. It's 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 south of a mil. It's around about that 800K if you add if we have a really good year. Yes, but yeah. this is the beauty of it, what people don't seem to get. He's going to be the face of Puma, him and Dusty. Um, that's what I sort of got told about four months ago. That's our angle, and we've sold him the concept that – um, he's him and Puma. He's going to make a shitload of money. Let's not let's not confuse ourselves. But because he's on that, he Polek, he's got to earn more than him. <laughs> Reality, it's fifty-eight, fifty k. Polek, Jared Polek, the guy that was so homesick, he had to leave Brisbane to go to Port Adelaide because that was his home. He will never leave there. He'll be a one club player. Has now gone to North Melbourne because they've got guns in their side like Fat Man Cunnington, and I can't kick the ball Zebul. It is just amazing. It amazes me. That's how bad their trading is. Um, and it, it just beggars belief. And then they're getting – what's that other jet that they're getting in that they're wrapped about north? Um, they reckon they've got – yeah. Yeah, now, with Gaff, I've got told, um, again, before the podcast, I asked it to be confirmed and he came through. I reckon he's 70% to stay at the Eagles. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the noise from Tim Gossage, you know, those guys all over from Perth, they're all saying yeah. he's, he's looking to stay. Yeah, it's if they can fit him in. It's if they can fit him in. Now, there's a, there's an option here. Um, if they can't fit him in, they might have to let someone go to fit him in. He's not asking for the world, um, but he's asking for more than what he's on because yeah. he's on his prom. But he's not asking for the world. But their cap, they're – because they've got two lynches in their side, in Kennedy and, and Darling, both on mega dollars. People will, yeah. That flies under the radar, but they're on mega dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, You've also and got then, to look um, – Lysette will be on the way out, so that frees up about 400k for them anyway. Yeah, but they've also got that natural progression of all their all their list that um, yeah. that step up that they've got to accommodate for, yeah? So there, there's a position there. They might, be able, they might lose someone, my gut feel, but I've got a feeling they're going to go to um, – he might stay. I've got a 70-30 split. The money from North is ridiculously high. Like, we're talking 1.8 – no, sorry, 1.2, 1.2, 1.25. That's um, what he's looking at. I wager you this, Tiggs. I wager you this. If West Coast make the grand final, I reckon that'll be, that'll incline him more to stay. If they roll Melbourne to get in the granny, yep. I reckon he'll stick with the Eagles. He'll, he'll take less and yep. he'll stay. Yep, I agree with you. Um, with Lykett, Lykett, the last thing, a bit of nugget of gold. Um, I would not be surprised if we have a crack, right? 
I just would not be surprised we've had it. We'll have a crack. We had a crack on like it. Um, I think it was a few years ago. A couple, um, yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, we had when a crack. When he was linked at, with Yeah, we did. Don't I just I just don't think it's a lock that he's going to Frio, um, or whatever other club that he was. I don't think it's a lock. Um, and we do need one thing. We do desperately need is support for Nan Curvis. We've been getting away with yeah. Greg, but we need that support for Nan Curvis. And we've got Chol won't be it. He's going to be a mobile third tall. Um, he, he's, he's, he, hopefully he feels out. He might be a ruck, but he reminds me so much of Magic Door, not just because of his <laughs> colour. Not because he ain't going to make it. No, he ain't well, make yeah, it, yeah, that's what I think. That's why, like, he might. Well, I say Magic. Magic was. He's not going to make it. The guy looks like Tarzan, but plays like plays a. Like oh no, not he had courage, but he plays like um, a Chinese man playing football for the first time. Like, has no idea where to lead. Um, but then he started backlining for uh, – it's a simple process. Um, and he started to show a bit this year. I like Magic this year. He actually showed a little bit as a defender, a stopping defender. Like, a, I actually liked him. So I thought maybe Chole, yeah, that's – but he won't be a ruck because you need a brain to be a ruck. Um, you need to set up plays. He won't be that. Um, I'm sorry to say I love I love the Marriages family. Um, I made – I love them. But Soldo won't be our option. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so we've really more will go to more is being hunted vigorously by Hawthorne. Yeah. I've got this some real solid info. I know people saying North, and I'm hearing that too. But I know the Pies and Hawks uh, are really starting to ramp up. Um, but Hawks in particular, it surprised me. I said to the Hawks board because I like them. I actually like the Hawks. I don't know why, but their board supporters are actually quite decent. Um, I gave them a bit of gold three months ago when everyone was saying May is. Or Collingwood, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, no, no. I'm hearing that May's gonna, probably going to be choosing the Hawks. Now it's come up that um, if he can get out. Then it's come up now it's between these two sides. I actually got a feeling that Hawks are leading the race over Collingwood. I hope they so, get him. Yeah. So I can laugh. Yeah, it would be awesome, wouldn't it? Um, but I've got, the Hawks are right into it. I would not be surprised if they can force Shield out too um, to go to the Hawks as well. That's the other thing I've heard, if they can force it. Well, um, I've got a mate who's got a bomber insider, and they are... Yeah. He's locked on that the bombers are getting shielded. He's locked on that they are, that they are. They've got him. That, they're they're yeah. that confident about shield. Yeah, but then why are they been trying? And I've got a mate that I 100 percent believe in him because he would know this stuff. Um, Dorado, Dorado, whatever the guy's name is. Dorado. Oh, Dorado. Yeah, Dorado. Yeah, what's that? Dorado, whatever his name is. Yeah. Still um, Dorado. <laughs> Yeah. He looks like he looks like Peveril's dad. Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. Um, but what's that? Um, what's that? I've just I've just gone blank. That Sydney midfielder, their best one. Um, Parker Kennedy. No, Parker. Parker. No, Parker. Yeah, they've been talking to Parker um, quite well, Parker heavily. Was also linked. Parker was also linked to Gold Coast. Yeah, well, Parker has had meetings just recently with Essendon. I know that as fact. So I'm not saying Parker's leaving Sydney because he's still contracted, but he's actually had a sit-down meeting um, with Essendon. So if that was the case, um, I actually I don't I'd be gobsmacked if you went to um, Shield. I feel for Shield because like back four years ago, whatever it was, I knew some inside shit, and it, you know people love Dan Richardson, but um, who was it? Blair Hartley was that the dude that was doing the contracting there? I think I blocked it out. He cost us Shield. I, I never forget. I can't get over that. But from what I'm, I could see him leaving for the money. To be honest, I don't think football is his number one priority. Sure. Um, 
just quietly now. Um, I think it's more. That's what on part I think is GWS's problem. They've got a lot of. They've got some real football likers like Green that love the footy, and you've got your um, Cameron who loves the contest and loves AFL. But they've got players that just treat it as a business. Um, oh, yeah. And I think Shields got caught that disease. Um, I'll give you a. Um, I got one for you. I, I, I put now a combo about one uh, a certain player who's just recommitted to Brisbane. How close was I with that male? Uh, uh, Ex Collingwood player. Beams. Was there any? Yeah. Was there any Beams, talk uh, on Beams? Do we do we ever have expressed interest in him? Oh, look, I heard no. Well, no, from what I heard, and I think I mentioned in our convo too, there's, there was noise about beams. Um, I think we asked the question, or they, no, actually, <clears throat> I see me check something. Hold on, because I want to make well, sure. I heard he asked the question of us. That's what I was about to say. I just want to check an email. Hold on, give me two secs. Just talk amongst yeah, yeah, just. we'll make this. We'll make this well, actually, the last what, bit on the trade stuff, and then we'll one. push on. While Tix checks that one out, I'll give you. Nothing to do with players, but I'm hearing that Benny Gale's going to step down at the end of the year, and I'm also hearing that Gil McLaughlin might be stepping down at the end of the year. Make of that what you will. Okay. Yeah, I've just yeah no that he he asked a question of us yeah um from yeah he asked a question of us and I don't think we just sort of said love to have you but can't fit you in. We don't think we can fit you in. So um, yeah, he's resigned. It's um. <clears throat> But his manager did it really poorly too. Like openly was having discussions and Carrow caught wind of it. That made him look like a men, uh, mercenary. On Gale, I heard that too, mate. I'm not – I don't believe it. I can't see – if we win our second premiership, <coughs> how can you walk away for our three-peat? Like seriously. Hey, once I, you scale Everest, mate, what's next? I don't know. I think, no, I think he'll stay as long as we've got Hardwick, Cochin, Dusty, Alex Rance – um, Tom Lynch, I reckon he'll stay. Um, from what I know is the part that got us across over any other club um, with Tom Lynch is our stability in our off-field as well as on-field. Um, and part of him coming across was knowing that he's going to be playing with the previous players mentioned and that they're going to be led by the previous people mentioned. Um, so I'd be surprised if that happened. But who knows? You've got good mail, man. And, you know, I'm not really in that space, but I'd be, I'd be gobsmacked if that happened. Yeah, I, like I said, the, the, the one thing that sort of was like hearing about Gil McLaughlin as well, and that's what sort yep. of, you know, and we've always, most Richmond people have always said, you can see Gail, with, he's done the AFL Players Association, he's run a club, he's done everything to qualify him to actually do that gig. And it's going to happen at some stage, I reckon. You can just see it. He's that type of animal. He loves yeah. it. Yeah, it, just, it I, I, won't, I won't say the rumour, but I reckon Gil, if he does step down, will be stepping down for another reason. That's not related yeah. to Gail. Yeah, with a bit of um, staff related. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's, right. It's, it's, yes, I'll say no more. Birds and bees. All very interesting news. We'll, uh, we'll push on because we're rapidly pushing towards an hour. We haven't even talked about the prelim yeah. final yet. But before we do, there was a yep. question from a listener, uh, Elton John's wig. He sent through – I'll ask this one of Captain Blood because you probably spend the most time on the main board out of the three of us – or four of us, sorry. Have any of you – Contact the chief regarding server capacity and melt protection, just in case we do go back to back and get Lynch. <laughs> um, no, no, I haven't. Very good question, Elton John's wig, and great name. Um, but no, look, I haven't. But uh, I have. I, I've got a feeling if we back to back this seriously, I don't think there will be an issue with server capacity because I can see that cancelled account um, thread where people say, "Please cancel my account." 
I think that will be unindated. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be a lot of extra spare space all of a sudden because people will just like Nakia, Harrow Lad. Uh, nah, Snake Baker won't go. There'll be a shitload of people just cancelling accounts because they will not be able to stand the fact that we back to back it. That's all I'm saying. Hope, yeah. Hopefully, Malefus is one of them. Yeah, God, Malefus, my God, is it? Uh, sorry, careful, no, I'll oh, shut up because it will go. It will go for fifteen minutes and we're, and we're running out of time. I get it, but now nah, seriously, Malefus or Malefus, whatever you call yourself, dude. Stop generalising. We're not all the same, right? So stop moving our threads and then land another thread. No, that's it. Chief and Malifus, mate, two peas in a pod for me. Oh, okay. is, that, is that like how I, I bought, put that thread on the board on, on the main board about Carlton and a priority pick? Got called a trial, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Three months later, bugger me. What are they asking for? Oh, that's yeah, got exactly. a priority pick. So and they, they, flogs. They try to copy the Richmond way. Like that's what I was really proud about, Gail. We did not accept. We did not go for handouts. We did not ask for one. We said we made our bed. We will work our way through it. And Carlton, um, like Collingwood, try to copy us. But Carlton, yeah, we'll say the same, and then they backflip because they don't have the spine. All right, we'll push on to the big game this week or this Friday night, the prelim final versus Collingwood. Uh, just before we get into it, we'll just, I'll just go through the changes of the teams from the last time we played into what the current lineup was last week. So the differences were, for the Tigers, out would be Townsend, Baker and Brandon Allison. In would be Conker, Graham and Hawley. And for Collingwood's out would be Moore, Sharonberg, Brown, Dacos, Murray. And in would be Dugowie, Trelaw, Goldsack, Sear. But I think he's done a hamstring and won't play. And Aish, um, and it's probably a benefit to us if Aish plays, to be perfectly honest. Uh, massive prelim final coming up, fellas. Uh, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Probably going to crack 100,000 people there, I'm tipping, based on what we saw today. Grokodok, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I, this is one that I'm a little nervous about, to be honest. I mean, I still expect us to win, but the Pies are sort of... They remind me of us from last year. They're playing on, you know, the emotion. They're, they're playing a, a shock and awe game style where they're just blitzing teams off the park. So it's one of those things. Their forward line for me is their biggest strength, obviously, with Dugowie, uh Hoskin, Elliott. You know, they've got these really, really dangerous forwards. Mason Cox is, I think, the third best contested mark in the league. So when the ball's in the air, you know, he's going to compete as long as he doesn't get those... <laughs> Stupid free kicks that you know Jack Revolt doesn't get. Um, it's, it's just I think it's going to come down to to the midfield battle. If we can sort of nullify the the Pies midfield, you know Trelaw, side bottom and and Pendlebury, I think we'll, we'll probably win. If they get on top of us and Grundy really starts dominating Nankervis, I think that's when we'd be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, that's, that's probably all fair enough assessment. You're right, their forward line is pretty sharp. Even my check's not bad down there. And Josh Thomas, who kicked four goals against us last time, yeah. uh, playing as a, a midfielder and small forward, he, he tore us to shreds. Um, Captain Blood, what about you? What, what's your take on the game? Where do you see us winning? What do we have to do? Well, actually, I'll go back one step. I just want to say, um, even though he's a Collingwood player, uh, Goldsack, his recovery from that knee injury has just been nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, agree. Um, that 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 is phenomenal. What he's come back from, and um, I wish him all the best. Just not this Friday night. And now back onto the game. Um, I think the key to us actually will be uh, Nick Vloston. If uh, we, we need Vloston to have an absolute blinder, uh, cutting that ball off on the half back line and generating some run, um, he's absolutely critical. I think. I actually think. It, I, I get a feeling Rance might go to um, to go at some stage. 
just buy because Rams can play on the smalls. Yep. But it'd be really interesting because their, their strength is their forward line, and our strength is obviously our back line and rebounding ability. So it's a re, it's going to be an absolute fascinating, um, fascinating matchups. And broad, obviously, there's a, there's, a, there's a question mark on broad. So whether Brandon Ellis comes back in, um, could change up a couple of things as well. But um, our, our forward line is probably the only thing that worries me a little bit because. I know um, Castagna's been doing some wonderful things pressure-wise, but he's, he's not hitting the scoreboard like he was last year. Um, Higgins, even though he's been great, he's still a bit hit and miss. Um, you know, Jack's Jack. Uh, Caddy, we're going to need Caddy to kick another two or three or four in there. Um, and yeah, Rioli could do anything. But I just I just think um, yeah, our, our forward line's going to be the difference between winning and losing, I reckon. That's, that's where I see it. I mean, I suppose typically our forward line's been good and capable of kicking big scores each week, and I, I don't know if they're going to be able to contain us to a low enough score for them to run away with it, but still to be a close enough game. Uh, Tiger 71, what about you? What are your, what's your take on our forward line? Do you reckon, is Butler a chance to come in? I know he hasn't played for 10 or 12 weeks, but is there an element of get the, the old band back together with the small forwards to try and create that epic pressure? Yeah, it's funny how perception is. Um, I agree with most of what you said, CB17, but I actually see where you think there's a strength of the pies. I I see their weakness. Um, But just to answer your question just then, uh, I don't think Butler will come in, no. I think think he's missed too much football. Um, But, yeah, I'll be shocked if he came in and who does he replace in the forward line. But the way I see the game, the key for Collingwood is still side bottom. He's more important than Pendles. He's more important than Trelaw. Um, he, the ability to create um, uh, uh, positive um, um, contests for, um, uh, for the Pies is unrivaled. So what our benefit is in looking at it, um, around 19, um, you know, the flogs always talk about, you know, um, or injuries and you haven't played the same, you know, players. And I think this is our uh, fifth game in six years. Um, we've won five out of the last six. So if we win this, it'll be six out of the last seven. So, um, look, what I see is our back line, they can't um, match as well with their forward line. Their forward line's strong, but it's only strong against traditional backs. We have Rance that'll play deep. So if Dugowie goes deep, um, Rance will get him. If they switch Dugowie up to centre-half forward to try to draw Rance out, Ashbury will just run with him or Grimes will just run with him. Um, and um, that's the beauty of our back line. It, we, they don't play on a man. They play on a position. So... Um, Stevenson got absolutely destroyed when um, Vloster went on him and then he then rotated with um, Grimes and so on and so forth. I can't see their forward line creating enough opportunities for them to co- kick a winning score. Keep in mind that both games we've played, they've been incredibly accurate, uh, flukishly so. So they're going to need to have about oh, 65 inside 50s and generate 45 shots on goal. I don't see them doing it. Um, their midfield, their midfield is uh, just as strong as them. Um, I reckon we can contain them. But they've got nothing for our forward line. Look at their back line. Let's break it down. Goldsack, I love, right? Put him on Jack Rewalt. That's what I would do if I was Buckley because they're both very smart footballers. But then you go, who's going to put on Caddy? Who's going to put on George? Now, I get what you said about George, CB, but what George does well, he creates chaos and he creates opportunities for other people to score. People yeah. forget, we kicked, was it 17 points against Collingwood? If we had a kick straight, it would have been That's an absolute right. thing. 10 goals smashing. Um, I like George. He creates that, you know, they've got to know where he is. And what our trick is is something that no other side, people were mentioning, 
um, the uniqueness of Richmond, it's our ball movement, it's this and this and that. It's not. Actually, Dermy first was the one to pick it out last year when we started doing it from round eight. We've got the only side with a half-forward line that can run all the way to the back line and run back again and do that the whole game. Um, it exhausts their defence, and that's why we split teams open third and fourth quarters. So I don't – look – any, anything can happen in a game. It's a two-horse race, but we're 95% surety to win. It's the only game now, I am after the Hawthorne game, saying Hawthorne's pressure on us in the first quarter and a half was the most pressure of any side applied in any grand um, – even since the grand final, and we were still in front. So, um, yeah, no, I trust the boys now. We'll win about 30, 32 points. The, the other player for the Collingwood back line we have to make sure we curb his influence is Jeremy Howe as the intercept marker. Because I agree that Goldsack will play on Jack and probably do a pretty good job given his form lately. But yeah, we have to make sure how can't just cut across and chop everything off because that's that's going to cost us avenues to goal. Do you reckon, ironically, Collingwood showed us the way? So when Collingwood put Maine on um, McGovern and tagged him out of the game, do you reckon Collingwood ironically have shown us the way how to beat them by putting an offense like putting a, a forward tagger on how? I'm not sure it's uh, a new idea, though, because we did that with Townsend last year on Henderson and um, Jenkins and all those. Well, so, yeah. We did it a few times with Townsend, but maybe they just gave a bit of a refresher to, to maybe do that. But we're going to have to stop him somehow. Yeah, well, yeah. The, just look at the first quarter of the Round 19 game when Howell, before he got knocked himself out when he got hit by Moore. Um, we were five goals up. They were um, two goals one. And the reason why... If you look at that quarter, Hal went up for about three or four marks. We're very good in the air. Um, he's perfect because we can cause the ball still to drop. So if he does go for his leaps, you've noticed Asprey was always behind him. Asprey was always because he's got that big punch and he can jump. So um, I don't think Hal's – and if Hal does mark the ball, he's a shocking – he's a hit and miss disposal um, and he's a slow user of the ball um, in the sense he's he gets the ball, he waits, looks for an option – assesses if it's right, then he releases, and that just plays into our hands. Um, my worry in the back line um, for me is uh, if they bring more in. Um, that actually worried me when we first played them, that extra height with a bit of speed, and all he did was clog up um, when he had Howard support, clog up the leading lane to stop us spoiling Howe. And if that's my worry, if they put more in the, um, in the back line. But I don't think their back line can even uh, come close. Um, they're too weak in there, and that's not a um, disrespect on Collingwood. They just don't have the talent pool. Um, GWS played an awful game and got within, what, nine points? And they were playing mm. woefully bad in a heavy, um, wet game. No, And look at the scoreline. No, sorry. They won't, come, they won't come against us. I reckon, I reckon they were they'll terrible, roll, GWS. Yeah, they were pretty bad. I reckon the Pies will roll the dice on Darcy Moore as well. I reckon they'll, they'll throw him in. Because he can go forward oh, yeah, as well just... and stretch us as, as well. But... It could be fragile and underdone. But uh, the other matchup, Grock, I want to get your thoughts on, uh, which has been a huge matchup for us the last two times we've played him, is Nankervis versus Grundy. I mean, Grundy's regarded as one of the best ruckmen in the comp this year, along with Max Gorn. Uh, Nankervis has probably conceded the tap rucks to him every time, but has matched him around the ground. How big of a game does Nank have to play for us to, to be a chance? Nank's going to actually have to have a really big game, not so much in terms of, of like his disposal numbers and stuff, but the biggest thing for Nank is just to do his second and third efforts and, and just, you know, smash into the contests, you know, follow up his work around the ground. That, that's the biggest thing with Grundy. Grundy wins the hitouts and he also plays like a, 
like a midfielder as well when the ball's on the ground. So Nang's really going to have to sort of stick with uh, Grundy and, and smash him in a tackle every every chance he can get because the one thing with Grundy is he gets a little bit timid when contact's actually made in a tackle. He sort of gets a little bit... He gets the Tyrone Vickery's about him in that regard. You know, he gets a little bit timid and gets introverted with, the, with his uh, tap work and everything once... Uh, he gets smashed a couple of times. So I think Nank's really going to have to be physical towards Grundy if he's going to sort of nullify Grundy because he's, he's not going to match him in, in the middle of the ground and he might break even around the ground. It's just what he does when he doesn't have the ball as opposed to what Grundy does that's that's going to make the biggest difference, in my opinion, anyway. So based on that, do you reckon that Nank maybe the player who's going to benefit the most from having the extended break, given the work rate he's going to have to put in. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I think, I think the, the two weeks off for Nank's really going to help him. Obviously he was laboring a little bit in the dogs game and towards the end of the Hawks game. So two weeks off to freshen up, you know, get his legs right. And uh, we, we know what a competitive beast Nank is. So he's also going to be like a bull in a china shop at the moment too, you know, itching to get out and get into the thicker things as well. So I think from a physical and mental standpoint, I think that two weeks off would have really done Nank well. And Captain Blood, we spoke about side bottom before, and he's probably been Collingwood's best midfielder all year. We're going to have to pay attention to him because he was pretty much the catalyst to get them over the line against the Giants. Do we turn to Jack Graham again for this kind of role? Absolutely, we do. And I think um, he was one of the reasons we got him last time. Was we, we took him out of the game. He had no impact in the last um, game we played them. And I think uh, common sense would say Jack Graham to steal side bottom because he's so creative. He's so creative through the midfield, off that halfback, and he doesn't miss. His disposal's elite. <laughs> and um, he's the bloke. I mean, Trelaw, bit of a ball butcher, but gut runner. Um, yeah, Levi Greenwood. He's worse than Cunnington, whatever. If he can be worse than Cunnington, he's it. Um, but, but uh, look, I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he's the one. He, he's the one you got to watch. You keep him quiet. You shut down to go. You shut. I mean, who we got to shut down to beat him? In reality, you got to shut down, um, shut down uh, to Gowie, shut down uh, Grundy, shut down um, and side bottom. Side bottom. And I think that's a three way to roll on them. They're the three. That's their holy trinity. And with Dugowie, I know it was mentioned before that Rance may look after him, but I'd give Grimes first crack, given the job he's done on Toby Green, Robbie Gray, or Eddie Betts. Like he's played on a wide range of plays that are absolute quality. Um, and I think he's just got the good closing speed because watching the GWS Collingwood game is every time the ball was put inside 50, the Giants defender was always about five metres behind him. They just couldn't stick with him, whereas Grimes has got that really good closing speed and those long arms to spoil the ball. I just want someone to give him. I think Rance is the top of like, I know Grimes will give him a hard time, but I think Rance will as well. I think, I don't know who'd, I don't know who'd head screw you more, Rance or um, Grimes, truth be known. Because I think, I think Grimes just wouldn't say anything because Rance would just talk you into submission as well. It'd be a pretty, pretty uh, brutal day either way. But um, I just wouldn't be surprised. We'll have our matchups. We'll rotate them around. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Rance take to go at some stage. It wouldn't surprise me. Cause, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, Asprey's going to have to take um, big cocks. We know that much. No, you definitely will. And uh, what about the possible changes for us? We sort of spoke about Conker for Butler. Um, was maybe one that could happen, but we don't think Butler's going to come in. But it was mentioned earlier on that Broad hasn't really trained a hell of a lot in the last couple of weeks. 
Brandon Ellis is the obvious replacement, but do you think that hurts us too much defensively, Tiger 71? Yeah, it does. Um, Broad, yeah. But if you look at the round 19 game, Broad actually played well. Um, he he matches really well. He, he completes us, if that makes any sense. He's, um, and our backs generally work in unison. So one appears to be down, the others carry the slack, and they just work really well together. Putting Brandon Ellis in after a week off, play, yes, he played VFL. But I'm sick. I don't think these type of games where you want someone who gets the ball and just kicks it 180 meters up in the air. That um, Broad's great because he kicks it laterally across the ground, um, and you've just got um, Brand Ellis kicks it vertically up in the air. So I'd keep Broad in, um, and I've got a feeling they'll they'll do that. I can't see the only one of mine that if they were adamant to get um, uh, Brandon in, they'll force Conker out. That's the only change. But Look, I hope we just go as we are, um, and uh, yeah. I think that would be a wise choice to go in unchanged, given the performance against the Hawks. Um, is everyone going? Did everyone get tickets? I know you've got didn't, but uh, Tiger Seven, are you going? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it at home. Unfortunately, I've got my son's birthday. The day after, um, he's seven year old. We've got a birthday party, and I know myself. If we go at the game, I probably won't come home well enough that I could go to the party. So, um, just having a few, yeah, a few drinks with the family and a couple of friends, and we've got to watch the game live on the TV. And CB, you heading along? Nah, mate. Coming from the bush, it'll be a. Um, I mean, you got you got the Melbourne Storm final as well. That'll just be a nightmare, mate. Too too big a day after a long week at work. So, I'll um, just have a couple of gentle froffies. And put the fire on, and um, enjoy it. Plus the other thing as well, if we're getting rolled, mate, I don't want to be near any any Collingwood supporters. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, as well. And I tell, I tell you, on that, even though I'm confident we'll win, how many nervous shits have you guys been having? It's it's going to get worse <laughs> closest to the game. I yeah, think. It will. it'll it, get worse. It is it is a big game, isn't it? It is like I know the opposition's not that much chop. It's like we're playing North Melbourne, <laughs> <laughs> on it. Um, you know. But for the context of us going back to back. You know, the only way we can lose, I reckon, if we defeat ourselves, right? That's my one. I know it's probably because I'm old Richmond. I've got that fear that we come out and they jump us early and it's just too big to catch up. And we, that's the only way I can see us losing this game. Um, yeah, no, it's what a cracker, mate. I can't wait. I hope we, I hope we bloody win because if we win, I won't be able to go on big footy for about two years because no, I'll be you... hunted by every pie supporter known to man. Yeah, you'd be better off getting a new username. Oh, before no, we let, you... let, him let him come. Let him go? All right. Before we let everyone go, we'll get a final prediction, including margin for the game. Grok, I'll start with you, mate. Uh, I reckon Tigers by 19. I think it'll be a semi-comfortable win. It won't be a blowout either way. Is that a subtle Tom Lynch kind of reference as well? <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, just a subtle, <laughs> subtle uh, fuck you to the pies. Oh, okay. Hey! Oh. Hey! I, had to, I had to join in. I'm the only one who hasn't cursed no, tonight. No, no, Marcus hasn't. That's and my I, goal, mate. No, no. He I said bullshit. No, he said bullshit. That doesn't yeah. count. It, it counts. <laughs> oh, get fucked, mate. He didn't say bullshit. <laughs> now, Marcus will say fuck when his baby grows, starts growing teeth and when he's breastfeeding and when he starts to nibble with the boob, that's when he'll use swing. We're just going to get him on a podcast, aren't it? That's yeah, no, we'll, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. Uh, <laughs> Ca- Captain Blood, what's your tip and margin? My tip will be Richmond by 81 points. And yeah, come on, oh, yeah. you, have to, you have to explain <laughs> why. We've all read it, but you have to explain it. Because... Collingwood haven't beaten us in a final for 81 years. 
that, that, that's sound logic. I like it. Uh, and Makeshift will be very happy with that prediction, I'm assuming, once he listens to this. And Tiger71, your tip and margin? Yeah, my tip is Grimes to be BOG, to Goey to kick 1.2, Trelaw to be off the ground in the second quarter with double hamstrings, um, and Richmond up by 49 points. 40, okay, no, we'll take that. Um, yeah, I, I'll, and, I'll just... And, and after, tr- after Trelaw does his hammies, how long before Shazza puts the picture up of Trelaw on the ground <laughs> holding back? <laughs> yeah, no, look, look, I don't celebrate injuries, right? Like, I'm going to cop it, right? They're all going to say, oh, I'm not celebrating it. I, you know, he's a... I don't go on that sort of shit, right? But it pissed me off so much this week. There's so much saying, you know, if you're, listen, if we fall, you and me punched on, right? And I beat you to a bloody pulp six out of seven times. And we're going to punch now for the eighth time. Would you be surprised that I'd be confident that I'm going to punch your head in? Maybe. <laughs> All the climate supporters, oh, we're going to win because we have more. Like, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> That's the equivalent of saying, we got you covered because we got Cleve Hughes at full forward. Oh, <laughs> and then you know what they did, yeah, the fallback option is, oh, 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 fuck, well, we've got bigger crowds than you. We've got fucking bigger crowds than <laughs> They're just pathetic. They're oh. just so pathetic. Go, oh, go, Pies. If you're listening, you're an idiot. Go on. I'm so an Eddie Maguire, you know? That's how bad they are. I'm going to tip the trend. Point margin, a subtle dig at the Pies for the 1980 grand final too. Yeah, God. They probably oh, had injuries yeah. that game. They probably had injuries. I'm going, to, I'm, going to tip the, I'm going to tip the Tigers by 20, but I also want to give a shout out to the Collingwood people on Twitter who decided to try and justify. Uh, so someone tweeted yeah. our account today, the Big Footy Tiger Cast account, saying that like the membership numbers and all that, are we the new biggest team in town? And all the Richmond people obviously written, of course, yet yeah, we're the next, we're the biggest team now. Yeah. And the amount of Collingwood nuffies that come running in to try and defend themselves, they like, nah, no, nah, we're still the biggest team. It's our opinion. It's like, no, dickheads. The facts are we've got more members and had more attendance than you guys this year. You are now no longer the bigger club. Okay, let's just get That's that straight. Why. It doesn't matter what opinions I mean, you have or what you think uh, happened in the past. It's all irrelevant. As it stands right now, you're a minnow club. And get used to it. And, yeah. and that's why, sorry, thing. God, that's why Twitter should not be free. Because then these prison accounts, these Centrelink accounts, <laughs> that they can open up at no charge on the library computers, they can't be able to use it and flood a perfect, um, you know, harass you like that, Michaels. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's oh, a shame. It, Bloody it, shame. It filled in some good time during yeah, the day. It was good fun. There's only one thing you need to justify to the Pie supporters about Richmond being a bigger club, just the attendance for GWS in a final. Yeah, how bad was that? 70,000 oh. versus 95 or 96 or whatever it was. is 20,000 oh. more. No, no, I think the semi-final is different to a prelim, they keep telling us. Oh, and it was raining. It was raining. It was raining. Please, you haven't played a final in seven years, six years. You know, you're a shit club. You get there in numbers. But you know what it is? The trains are out. You know, because we know most of these people don't drive cars unless, you know, that they own. It was also for pensions as well, so... Oh, yes. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, no, they're pathetic. (laughs) Look, I tell you, Hollywood supporters, after the game, I'll be... I love you again, right? But now, I just fucking can't stand you. Sorry. Bunch of micro dicks. That's what you are, mate. Make me sick. Before we we finish up, we've swiped pretty much most teams in the AFL. Is, Is there anyone we've missed that we need to give a clip to? Oh, mate, those, <sighs> mate, those bloody Crow supporters, 
Yeah, how bitter are they are that we're a chance to go back to back. Oh, mate, what are going to run another camp? It's it's, it's just shocking. And Tex hey. Walker, he's a stupid man. I'm sorry. Dumb hey, Revolution. Revolution. I've got a joke oh. for you if you're listening. Revolution. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? Ligma. Ligma who? Ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> no. Seriously, I'll buy supporters, right? Some of them are decent. But you know the price? Who's that Go Pies poster? Now, I've got to be careful here because I think he's 12, right? He must be 12 years of age, right? And I've got a son who's 12. That's why after I read, I read Go, Go Pies post, I actually, and this is your fault, Go Pies, if you're not 12, I put my belt out and beat my child, right, for being on the internet. Because you were on it. And I'm thinking, if my son's going to do that, because, you know, I've got four boys. Sometimes I hit them for no reason. And people ask me, why do you do that? Because I know they've done something. or to stop them to do something. It's called proactive parenting. It's old school European, but it works. But that guy, <laughs> and then you've got Frank, <laughs> Frank Gallagher. I swear to God. He, he must have first plan. If ever, if ever there was an avatar that matched the poster's name, it's Frank, oh, Frank Gallagher. Frank Gallagher. He's, he's either stoned or he's and he's called Norell. Now, you better, this better stay live, man. Don't you delete it. Actually, I'll stop. I don't We'll have to we'll have to rein it in and call it there because we're going way over time. <laughs> Everyone, oh, it's getting oh, it in. Hey, boy. Basically, the decent poster, right? He's the decent uh, one, eh? I actually think he's a closet Richard supporter. But uh, uh, go pies, go home. That's what I'm uh, saying. And that, that is that is the final word. All right, Captain Blood 17, Grokodok and Tiger 71, thank you so much for your time, guys. That was highly amusing, and I'm sure the people listening live um, have had a good laugh along the way. I think we got up to TJ... Oh, I'm going to say it wrong, mate. TJSTA, I'll just say that. He knows I've said it wrong anyway. <laughs> was keeping a, an F-bomb count. I think we got up to about 13 or 14, <laughs> but he might have lost count in the last yeah. two minutes or so. But um, anyway, very good to have you guys on for the prelim show. Hopefully the Tigers get up. And uh, just a reminder, the game is on Friday night, the MCG at 7.50. Uh, make sure everyone who's there... Please boo the absolute crap out of the pies when they come onto the ground. Let them know they're at, you know, at our ground, our territory. Make it as hostile as possible, um, and just give them hell, fellas. So, and hopefully we can find our way into another grand final. A pro tip, you know, throwing feces at them is not out of the question too. It's a preliminary final, so you know, get it onto a little's hair. Just, <laughs> I wish I was there, mate. Two hand job. We'll leave it there, fellas. Uh, until next time, go Tigers. We may not be back for another episode, so thanks to everyone for being a loyal listener for the last two years. This could be the end of this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers!